episode of Vagina Slims. For those who are new around here, my name is Lauren Rose and I do this thing every now and again, so thanks for saying hey and coming back. So yeah, um, I might have like a major fever right now, (laughs) I don't know, so we'll see how this one goes, but I'm rarely sick uh, and when I become sick it's like catastrophic, like the episode of Sex and the City with Miranda when she's like, I'm gonna die alone after she, I don't know, wrecks her neck in the shower or whatever. She has a few episodes like that, but uh, I digress. So, <clears throat> yeah, life has been great. Pretty cool. A lot of new experiences. I actually just went to California for the first time, pretty much. I went when I was a kid to San Diego because my aunt lives there, but yeah, I'd never been to uh, freaking San Francisco, and I got there for work to do film festival stuff, and it was just insane. It was so weird to see, like, redwood trees next to palm trees and all these new flowers, and um, I mean, I stayed in, like, a super, super wealthy county, which, again, was, you know, paradise in a way, but also so weird to not have people, like, smoking or there's no homeless people in the area like everyone just was I don't know they had like a lot of time on their hands just to I don't know like I was in a coffee shop once and just listening to people talking about like carpools and um or people would be like on business calls like film people like on Vimeo and I don't know it just felt like a really bizarre world to be in, but I also was there with some friends that I made from other work, and we all just kind of banded together and went in and then got out. So, yeah, it was really, really insane. And, um, you know, I was listening to this Charles Manson podcast. Uh, it's called You Must Remember This, and I listened to it, at, um, I don't know, a couple of years ago or whenever it came out and I re-listened to it when I was on this trip because I didn't really realize that a lot of Charles Manson stuff uh, came out of the Bay Area. So in a sense, that was kind of the perfect analogy for the trip. You know, it was eerie being there because of all this like past history and just not feeling super connected to that way of life but it was also so beautiful it was like a mirage you know so I I just had a lot of thoughts and plus I was working like pretty insane hours and just you know waking up going to work waking up going to work and uh yeah you were just kind of in a daze so but I I saw like one movie while I was there uh the favorite with um Emma Stone's in it and I saw like half of it and then I couldn't really sit any longer so I just like walked out um even though it was really good but I actually saw uh A Star is Born which uh is iconic I I love it I've actually never seen the original versions so I'd like to see that but I had the weirdest experience like even though California is super beautiful and nice 
there are some weird <laughs> weird people there um so i walked to fairfax uh it's a couple miles from where i was staying and i'm like yeah this is gonna be dope is my one day off i'm like i'm gonna go see a star is born and <laughs> i get to the theater and um it's one of those that you reserve the seats but it's like an old school theater so I, that threw me and there's only three seats left in the house and I was like fantastic I got a spot cool and I'm in there and it's just a bunch of old people uh and they're really confused about how to work the, <laughs> the reclining seats and whatever and this woman comes with her dog and I thought it was like a service animal but looking back I'm not sure I don't remember if there was like a little thing over um like a vest you know but immediately she's like oh you're a young person like are you sure you're in the right seat like you need to help me I don't know where to sit I'm like oh brother and I help her and it's fine um <laughs> but she starts talking and she's like oh what are you doing here blah 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 and I kind of mentioned my line of work and she's like oh I have a son your age like we need to get coffee afterwards and just being really um like she definitely was uh, manic or something and you know I can deal with that stuff and it's fine but then other people started coming to this situation and they were just like like oh are you gonna be talking that loud the whole time and all this stuff and I'm just sitting there in this like stupid ass reclining chair like what am I doing like this is my day off I'm just trying to watch Lady Gaga Bradley Coop you know like I want to see the coop and yeah so um the dog was chill but halfway through the movie, I don't know what went down, but I just hear this like, like that sound. I'm like, oh dear Lord. And the dog, like I kind of look over my peripheral vision. It's just like macking on the woman. And I didn't know if that's like a soothing thing, you know, like whatever. But she was just like kissing it back. And I literally wanted to vomit because I thought it was some sort of like weird line that was being crossed. And I just couldn't stand it. And I was like kind of shifting in my seat and my phone fell through the crack of the fucking recliner chair and you can't just stick your hand down there. And I was afraid she's going to like adjust her seat and like crush my hand. So when the movie ended, she's like, oh, like, let me take you to coffee. We have to go get coffee. And I'm literally on the ground just trying to find my phone in this black hole. And it was terrifying. <laughs> and uh I found it I'm like oh no I gotta go and yeah so that's my long intro welcome to vagina slips but uh yeah that was the vibe still weird people everywhere and I've still got a lot of stories so uh thought I'd play some Halloween tunes because it's that time of year the best time of year and this song I actually played last year and I didn't realize that this is going to happen, but I like, I was sleeping one morning and I woke up and I just heard this song in my brain. I'm like, what is that song? And then I realized that I had played it uh, on the podcast before. So this is Princess Tiny Me with Devil Cock. It's amazing. Let's go.
Tiny meat with double cock, so good. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad that came back into my brain because I think I have this really bad habit of um, I don't know. I like all the music that I play on this podcast, I just put on a a playlist on YouTube, and sometimes people delete uh, the videos or it's copyrighted or whatever. So. 
and I don't keep like any log of it aside from the actual episodes, which I never re-listened to. So, um, yeah, I found it, but also somebody made a Spotify playlist with a bunch of V Slim. So thank you. Um, I'm blanking on your name, but I will leave that in the description. Um, I haven't looked at it yet, but I'm sure it's like dope. And I think most of the songs are on there. Some songs are kind of hard to find, but that's sick. So sweet. Um, so yeah, I, I had a good time. It was pretty bizarre because, um, it was the first festival that I worked that just had a little more celebrity, uh, stuff intertwined with it. But it was cool to see, like, just even being at work, I, uh, worked at this theater that was built in, like, I don't know, the 20s or something, and they still had these original chandeliers in the back, which was dope. They were, like, hanging from the ceiling, and, um, each theater sat, like, 300 people, so they're really big theaters. It used to be one screen, 600 seats, and, uh, I don't know, it's just dope. I liked hanging out in the area, and seeing all the mountains and um trees and shit I don't know it's just so bizarre because we've ever been to I don't know like just in comparison if you're from New York it's totally different or if you're from the Midwest Minneapolis like we don't it's just different worlds and so many people there were like born and raised haven't left haven't moved anywhere else and I'm like you have it so good and you you probably know it that's why you're there but the drummer of Metallica was at a screening, I guess, and uh, Grateful Dead is really big out there. Some of the members live in the county, so <laughs> it's crazy to see, like, all these VW, you know, vans rolling up and down the street, which definitely costs at least, like, 30000 but people just can do that, so. But, I mean, not everyone is rich there. That was, like, one thing that was cool, in a sense, because there was still some a camaraderie or I don't some like reverence with others uh like the working class kids like the movie theater kids are so fun uh and just hearing people's perspectives like oh yeah like I this town is boring like I want to get out of this town um kind of like snap me back from my like whoa everything is so different things like actually you know, this is like every other town in the USA. Everyone wants to get out and move and everyone who's kind of young, you know. And in a sense, that felt kind of calming. So, I don't know. But very spooky area. Just, it's it's cool because in the Midwest, you don't really have <clears throat> many buildings that can last through the winters, you know. Um so it's rare for us to have like functioning buildings from the 20s or 30s because they either get demolished or they're just torn up by the weather and over there I just feel like there's so much spiritual (laughs) energy I'm not even into that shit but like I felt it it's kind of creepy but just these beautiful houses that were painted in like sun bleached colors and you could tell like shit went down these like wrought iron fences with hearts and them painted white it was so beautiful but um I don't know I was talking to like a co-worker and 
apparently there's some house by one of the theaters that we operated in um, that I guess was like a gentleman's club back in the day uh, like early 1900s and they were renovating it a few years ago and discovered like a bunch of skeletal remains in the house um, because they used to have like prostitutes there and would end up murdering them and putting them uh, into the walls <laughs> not funny terrifying actually so yeah Lots of good times. Definitely spooky and definitely haunted. Um, so, with that being said, I'm going to keep it up with the spooky tunes. Um, this is Bauhaus with Bela Lugosi is Dead. Let's play it. The 
All right, welcome back. That was Bauhaus with Bella Gossi is dead. Whew. So yeah, um, being back is interesting uh, and good. I mean, as much as I like California and seeing that area, it makes me appreciate, um, I guess, where I'm from a little bit more. Because, uh, you know, they have, like, fall color over in Northern California. But with when I come back, everything was super vibrant here. And people are raking leaves. And, like, Halloween is about to be here with all the kids in the costumes. I know they have that, you know, in other states. But it just feels really particular here. Like, a huge part of our culture is, like, savoring <laughs> the last few weeks of fall before it all snaps and turns into a wintry tundra um but I'm excited to keep on doing this work and being able to travel is gonna be the best way for me to you know get out and see things I don't know if that makes sense I also still might have a fever we'll see but yeah I had a day off when I came back and I was like oh I'm gonna go see um beautiful boy and I, like I knew it was gonna wreck my life but it really wrecked my life and that played at our fest and I guess like girls were throwing bras at uh Timothy and stuff and it was like this big joke um but for those who are unaware it's a story about father and son and their relationship a true story um where the son uh is an addict and one of his um, main addictions is to crystal meth and it's pretty I mean it's severely heavy um, if you're somebody who has ever struggled with addiction I don't recommend that you see it just because they're very explicit like they show him shooting up heroin um, like multiple times and how he does it like it's just I could see where people wouldn't want to see that um but yeah, I mean, it's like a story, super familiar, and it's definitely worth seeing and observing. And another part that was weird about it was that it was based off of, um, you know, this father and son from Merton County, which is where I stayed. And I could totally just see it, like in the film. I could, I like, I knew the areas. It felt so familiar, you know, to go through this horrific story but also in like such a beautiful place I mean I don't know like I think a lot of kids who get into that stuff don't have necessarily parents who are gonna drop everything and go and help um and in this story it's really painful to see that happening because I don't know I mean, it's, like, super heartbreaking to see people who you love just keep dipping back into stuff, even when they know it's not the best, you know, um, or not right, or, I mean, whatever. I don't even know how to talk about it, really, without stepping on other people's stories or experiences, but I remember, like, one time this, this freaking movie, like, happened in my life where, you know a parent of somebody who I 
had known, but it had been a few months, like literally contacted me, got my number. We were talking on the phone and my friend was in like a really bad situation and they basically flat out told me like this might be the last time that um you know we see our son like we have to just know that he might die and that is like that's something that we can't control and that just like shattered <laughs> my world um in the moment because I didn't know what to do and I mean there's like a moment in that film where after trying so hard and hard the father steps back and doesn't get involved and um I guess at the time I didn't really understand how somebody could do that um but it also makes sense because you can't you know nothing is ever going to come out of it um and it has to be the person on their own um to get themselves out so I'm not really coherent right now and I don't want to wax poetic on this kind of stuff because I know um, it gets tricky and whatnot but yeah it was very moving and I mean I hope kids don't watch it and get tips or whatever because Timmy is beautiful and whatever but you never know um, I think also his depiction of him being on crystal meth is very I don't want to say spot on but you know it's really um, eerie and creepy to see that like acted uh, on film and that was probably the most jarring part of the whole thing is just seeing that um, so yeah wrecked my world pretty good though and I saw Assassination Nation too, which I loved. Um, I thought it was <laughs> kind of something like pump up the volume, which you guys know I love Christian Slater, the basis of this podcast, but um, something similar to the Heathers, but also so current and so relevant. Um, and I think it take or it took a lot of artistic liberties towards the end and. Um, I don't know there's a really cool piece on YouTube by the New York Times they have a series called Anatomy of a Scene I believe and it talks through uh, or it's this video of the director talking through a scene of this one shot which is basically showing this home invasion from the film so I'll leave it down below with other links that I talk about um, in the podcast description but I thought, yeah, it was super great. Like, I'd want to see it again. Um, I thought everybody was really strong. The filmmaking was so innovative and fresh. Um, so, yeah. Those are my thoughts. I don't know. But we're going back. Back to the daily grind. And... Um, Yeah, we'll see what happens next. So I'm going to leave you with uh, some Pixies. This is Motorway to Roswell. That would be perfect for ending this podcast. Thanks for hanging on, guys, as usual. And um, we'll talk soon. Bye.